Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. I want for you to imagine waking up as your most vibrant, confident, rested self. What would your day look like? What would you be proud of? What would have been worth it to you? What does it feel like? Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? <laughs> no way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. I believe that we are all multi-passionate human beings. I mean, the more humans I meet, the more I realize that maybe we weren't meant to pursue just one thing. Perhaps our curiosities, the things we find ourselves wondering about, the books we lean into in our middle-of-the-night ideas aren't by chance. Maybe it's that nudge from the universe to remind us that we're made to be passionate about many things. It's not just the uber-creative or the serial entrepreneurs among us who are multi-passionate. No, Every single one of us has multiple and diverse interests within us that can spark all kinds of ideas for new ventures or projects, whether they're business-related or just for fun. Just as a side note, my passions and interests, they are all over the place, and I guess yours are too. That's the most beautiful part of being a human, really. We get to be exploratory and adventurous and not fit inside of one neat and cozy little box. For example, I am just as obsessed with data and marketing and number crunching and launching as I am with the real housewives and gluten-free baking and long bike rides and a great novel and a killer spicy mezcal margarita. I could research clean beauty and biohacking and efficiency tips and fertility boosters and investment strategies for days. I mean, I probably have at some point. Actually, Scratch that, I know I have done that. And these seemingly random and widespread interests, well, they can fuel all kinds of worthy ideas for new products or businesses or branches of your existing business that might be difficult to navigate if you're feeling like you're being pulled in so many directions. Trust me, from one multi-passionate human to another, I get it. 
If you've got a million ideas from your brainstorm sessions or a handful of opportunities showing up in your world, it can be downright confusing and you may be tempted to just say yes to everything. You know, to see what works, what sticks, that whole spaghetti on the wall idea, throwing it to see what sticks. And while even though I do believe each one of your passions and ideas are worthy to explore in and of themselves, they might not all be worthwhile to pursue and pour into long term, specifically as a business endeavor, meaning worth your time, your energy, money, and resources, all that's required to delve down that path and hope that it will lead to profits. Now, let me just toss this caveat out there that we absolutely 100% should not try to monetize every single one of our passions. It is so important in this life to let some passions just remain that without the pressure, without the feeling like you have to share them with the world or generate revenue from something you love. So just know that I'm in the camp that I want you to live a wildly passionate life. But today we'll talk about which passions make sense to pursue in terms of business, because frankly, that's my expertise. So before you jump into a new endeavor, just because it seems shiny and it's exciting and it lights up one of your passion light bulbs, I want to walk you through my exact process that I take to really pause, contemplate, and make an informed decision when it comes to a new business venture or partnership. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Thanks to ShipStation for supporting Gold Digger. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. Use my offer code GOLDDIGGER to get a 60-day free trial. Tailwind is Team Jenna Kutcher's favorite Pinterest and Instagram tool. Plan your feed, link your Instagram posts, track insights and analytics, schedule pins, and more, all with a trusted Pinterest and Instagram partner. Start your free trial and get $30 off your subscription at tailwindapp.com slash Jenna. This is a three-part process that can really be used anytime you have a new opportunity crop up in your business or in your life. When we're making a move or trying to decide if we should pivot or start or reroute, we're faced with a lot of decisions, and it usually comes down to our decisions hinging on three factors. How aligned it is with our version of success, what is the amount of time it will take for us to complete or bring an idea to life, and how much is the amount of income that it could possibly earn us. So first things first, you need to be really, really familiar with what success looks like specifically for you. Have you thought about that before? Not talking about what your parents expect of you or what the movies paint as a successful person or what you think you should be achieving. Your version of success relies on what you need to do in order to be totally fulfilled in your current career path, to feel passionate and live a meaningful existence and feel confident in the success that you've earned. That could be pushing yourself and working 10 plus hour days, signing five new clients a week and hustling your butt off to climb to that elusive six or seven figure number that you want to hit so badly. Or it could be working 20 hours a week to serve people with your gifts while also being able to be a hands-on parent to your kiddos. Could be retiring early or becoming a New York Times bestseller or being a killer stay-at-home parent that's engaged with their kids. Success for you is going to look different than any other human out there. And a lot of times we don't even ask ourselves that question, one that requires us getting quiet with ourselves and really examining where we're at and where we truly want to go. 
What I mostly want you to know and understand is that your version of success, the one you've created and chosen to honor, is never going to be wrong. And if you're feeling stuck in even using that thing called your imagination, I want for you to imagine waking up as your most vibrant, confident, rested self. What would your day look like? What would you be proud of? What would have been worth it to you? What does it feel like? For me, success is a feeling. If I'm going to share it, success for me is feeling that inner peace. And so it feels a bit more abstract than just numbers on a goal sheet. But I know what sort of decisions and moves help me with that feeling. And so that's what I hold the ruler up to. I remember when I was at this business event, it was a year or two years ago, and these marketing geniuses and leaders were taking turns sharing their big audacious goals, what they hoped to achieve that year person after person offered up these massive, super inspiring, but super not for me visions for their year. And I sat there thinking, is there something wrong with me that I don't have these crazy big goals for myself that I'd rather just maintain and sustain my business for now and be able to focus on my family? I spoke about it later with a trusted mentor. And I remember him telling me that I wasn't the same kind of entrepreneur as they were. And I was like, ouch, I believed myself to be on the same or at least on a nearby level as a lot of these folks at that gathering. But he assured me that just because we might have similar looking businesses from the outside, our versions of success were entirely and completely different. And there's nothing wrong with that. I myself, I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur, while many of them are achievement-based entrepreneurs, meaning I get my fulfillment and satisfaction from being able to have freedom in my days, and I prefer to say no to things that drain me. Now, achievement-based entrepreneurs prefer to hustle and take on all kinds of new opportunities for growth because that's what fuels their contentment in their work. They're constantly reaching and striving for bigger and better. And hello, bravo, I applaud that. It is so awesome. It's just not for me. I remember this one guy kept hounding me. He kept saying, Jenna, I could get you on any stage you'd want to be on to speak at. And even though speaking for live audiences aligns with my value of helping people learn and impacting others positively, it's not aligned with my definition of success in regards of being home with my family. Like speaking on stages takes me away for a few days and there's travel and the actual event and it requires a lot of prep work for the keynote and a lot of energy to engage with the audience afterwards. And to me, I've learned it's just not worth it because it depletes me and ends up taking away from my own version of success. The vision that guy was painting was meant for someone achievement-based and he didn't know me well enough yet to know that I was simply the lifestyle girl. So maybe it's a good opportunity for you to figure out, are you achievement-based or lifestyle-based? And again, neither way is the right way, but landing on this alone might help you define your version of success more clearly. One thing I've found is that when I get presented opportunities that feel, quote, shiny, it's usually for someone else's gain, not my own. They try to make things like exposure feel fancy or exciting, but those opportunities generally don't move the needle for me. When I act out of not wanting to experience FOMO or am promised something that sounds better for the person pitching than it does in terms of moving me forward towards my goals, it's usually not the right fit. 
At least for me, I've had to learn to discern what's worth the hype versus what just looks and sounds good from an outside perspective. And personally, I found most of those shiny, impressive opportunities aren't the best way to spend your time. Mainly, just listen to your gut when someone comes to you with this brilliant idea angled at what's in it for them. Now, you might have a little mix of achievement and lifestyle entrepreneur in you, or it might shift with the season of life you're in, which is all totally valid and normal. Depending on what you're going through, not just professionally, but personally too, will introduce different priorities that may determine whether you need to focus on bringing in income and sprinting towards that next level or fiercely protecting your time. I honestly think I shifted from being a more achievement-based entrepreneur to lifestyle gradually after having Coco, and it makes total sense based on my life circumstances. And so I want for you to get really honest with yourself about what motivates you every day, about what gets you out of bed every morning, and what keeps you in the game day after day. So here's the question for you. When was the last time that you sat down and defined success for yourself and not just in numbers or financial goals, but how success feels on a personal, emotional, mental, spiritual, and even physical level? Look at markers like not having to set an alarm clock in the mornings or being home every night for dinner with your family or protecting your favorite holiday weekend from work or having the freedom to order anything on the menu at a restaurant. These all might seem so minor and trivial, but when we focus on how success feels for us or could feel, it helps us to make better decisions and choose the right opportunities. If you're not sure where to start, simply use this sentence as a journal prompt that my coach, Dean Graziosi, gave me. It's one of my favorite sentences to think about on a literal daily basis. Okay, finish this sentence. I know I'm being successful when and then fill in the blank. Whatever comes up first, and it can be a few things, that, my friend, is your version of success. And it is totally worth knowing, defining, honoring, and protecting. Now, if your new idea or idea at hand is going to fan your flames of your version of success, then it may very well be worthwhile. But I always want to walk through two more steps to really be certain that it will be best aligned with who I am and where I want to go. So the next thing to consider is determining how much time it'll take for you to start, create, launch, or complete the idea. And I'm talking, make sure you're looking at the true amount of time something will take you. Like get realistic and even overestimate a touch just to be on the safe side. It's like those home renovation shows where they tell you to double the time it will take and double the budget required, right? And there's no way to fully know the timeline of a new project and what it will take before you jump in, especially if it's something brand new to you. But take the time to consider all the different steps and the small pieces and the investments it might require for you to bring that idea to life. The reason why I want for you to think about this is that a lot of times when we have multiple ideas, some of them are wildly complex while others are more approachable. And I want for you to understand that it's okay if an idea just stays an idea for now. But when we start to look and examine the amount of time something will take us, and we really look at where that time will have to come from and the domino effect of using that time up, it helps for us to look at time as a form of our currency. 
Like in this season, I'm leaning into less time intensive projects because I want to make sure that every night I'm putting Coco to bed and every morning we're having breakfast and every weekend my laptop stays closed. Now, there were times and seasons where a project was so worth it to me. I'd clock 20-hour days and work on the weekends. But again, holding up my current definition of success and acknowledging both the time this idea may take and understanding where that time will be taken from, it helps for me to say yes to the right projects and not stretch myself too thin. Now, talk to me in maybe five years when my kids are in school for eight hours a day and I'm not feeling like I'm half in on anything, and my answer might totally be different, and I am fully ready to contradict myself if and when that time comes. When you're passionate, it is so easy to disregard the time that you're doing something or underestimate it simply because you can't believe that anyone would really pay you to do something that you love. Like I remember when I first started photography, I mistakenly thought I was charging clients $500 to just shoot for two hours. To me, that seemed like a massive win. Like, wow, I only thought I'd be able to charge $250 an hour if I went to law school, but I didn't factor in the time I spent preparing for shoots, driving to and from the location, emailing clients back and forth, hours of editing and archiving and blogging and sharing and so on. Like when I took the time and broke it all down, I was actually getting paid less than the fry person at McDonald's and no shade to that guy. Like I love me some McDonald's fries, but it was a far cry from what I needed to be making in order to run a sustainable business and make a reasonable income. Like be honest, get honest about the time something will truly take you and account for as many minutes as you possibly can. The smallest of things do add up and do need to be accounted for, and your time is valuable. If I could give you one piece of advice for spreading the word about your business as we close out this year, it would be to make sure that you're leveraging Pinterest to drive traffic to your website. We use Tailwind to schedule pins and get insights on how our content is performing, and it really helps automate a platform that is one of our biggest traffic drivers. If you want to get started with Tailwind, they're offering Gold Diggers a free trial plus $30 off your subscription at tailwindapp.com slash Jenna. As a Pinterest partner, Tailwind is always digging into what works best on the platform. With the new Tailwind Create tool, you can make the most of their premium Pinterest knowledge and create and post beautiful custom pins all in one place. You'll never have to download, upload, or organize your files. It all happens right inside of Tailwind Create. Get pinning with strategy on Tailwind and try the new Tailwind Create. Get started with a free trial plus $30 off your subscription when you sign up at tailwindapp.com slash Jenna. That's tailwindapp.com slash Jenna. This year felt like it flew and like it would never end all at the same time. Somehow the holiday season is almost here. Given the state of the world right now and everyone doing their part to stay home and protect each other, we know there will be more buying stuff online now than ever before. If you're an e-commerce seller, are you ready to meet the demands of a record-breaking online shopping season? Be ready with ShipStation. ShipStation helps online sellers get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep customers happy. 
No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all of your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even International. You can compare and choose the best shipping solution every time. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. And right now, Gold Digger listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the offer code Gold Digger. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of an online shopping season. Get started at ShipStation.com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Gold Digger. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter the offer code Gold Digger. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Now, finally, look at what this opportunity could do for your income. This is the last step because to me, protecting your time and your version of success should come before money, but that doesn't mean financial gain isn't an important factor to take into consideration, especially if you want to take something that you're passionate about and turn it into a business. If money was the only factor, girl, I'd be speaking on stages left and right, but the money to me in that case just isn't worth the depletion of time and energy it requires. Again, go back to step one and how you define success, and you'll have this knowing about what decisions are aligned with you. Money is a piece of the puzzle, and it needs to be acknowledged either way. Like, my relationship with money hasn't always been a loving one. If I had to choose a category using Facebook's terms, it's complicated, would definitely fit the bill. But I've learned over the years that money is simply a means of exchange, just like our time is. Just like with estimating the time a project will take, it's not always straightforward or easy to estimate the amount of money it'll bring in either. It could help to give yourself a range to look at, like, if I sold between X and Y amount of this new product, I could probably make around this much money. Is the amount that you could possibly make worth the resources, time, and expense it will take for you to bring this idea to life worthwhile? Do you see this being something that adds to your business long-term or just adds a little bit of a headache? Do you need to spend a lot of money in order to make it back with this new venture? How much, how soon, how often is it a realistic amount? Now, a lot of you might not know this, but years ago when I was still a wedding photographer, I was super burnt out. And my mother-in-law, she was an art teacher. She was an incredible art teacher. And downstairs in her basement, she has all of these art supplies. And I remember I was visiting her one day and I said, you know, I'd really like to learn calligraphy and I'd love to paint. And so that day she sent me home with a bunch of different watercolor paints and papers and paintbrushes. And I started just painting for fun. I loved it. It was this passion of mine. And every day I would just sit down, I kept the paints out and I would just paint a little bit. And slowly I started sharing this passion online and people started asking, could I buy that? Is this available for sale? And I realized quickly that the reason why I was burnt out on wedding photography was because I was just trading time for money. And if I was going to just sell my paintings as is, I would just join in on that game again, time for money, time for money. And so instead, I started to look into options, things that were scalable, things that wouldn't require a lot of extra time. The reason I was painting was to get away from spending time on my computer. But I recognized that if I could scan in my paintings and post them up for sale at a place that could outsource all of the printing and shipping, 
it actually could become this revenue source that didn't require a lot of time that could make me money while I slept. And that could be a viable business solution. In fact, I had my print shop and it was pretty solid for a few years. In fact, it was earning what our mortgage cost us each month, this little print shop. And all I had to do was paint something once and scan it in, and then it could be duplicated and processed and sold. And so when I look at making decisions like this, I often think of that as the example. I took this new passion painting, I started sharing it, realizing that there was a market for it, and then I figured out a way to make it scalable without requiring more time, without entering that trading time for money game again. And so I want for you to think about that story and think if there is something in your life, this idea, this passion that could be aligned with some sort of offer or opportunity where that exchange of time and money helps get you closer to your definition of success. Now, it's important that we weigh both time and money and hold them up to that ruler of success because in different seasons of your life, one will be worth more than the other. In some seasons, I valued money way more and in others, time was my currency. I'm sure if I asked you right now, point blank, which do you need more of today, time or money, you could tell me without hesitation. And so that's why these parameters help you to make better decisions when determining what's worth pursuing. These three indicators are all a part of my exact decision-making process as I weigh the thought of launching something new because as much as I'd love to make decisions off of just gut intuition or how something aligns with my heart and soul, when it comes down to it, I still have a business to run and a team to pay. If it's not a sound financial decision, then you'll either need to go back to the drawing board and get a little scrappy and a lot of creative, or maybe it's just not the right move right now. Remember that saying no to an idea doesn't mean that it's a no never. It just means it's a no for now. Can you see how this process can help you get really clear on which passions to pursue and where you can evaluate the time versus money conundrum while having a place to measure it against your definition of success? It's important to at least acknowledge and know where you stand when it comes to a big decision in alignment with your time, money, and success. And that doesn't mean that you should only say yes to your dream gigs. Sometimes you have to sacrifice a bit, whether it's on the time end or the money end, to make a move, to get ahead, to inch closer to your dreams. There have been times when I've said yes to opportunities that weren't fully aligned with my destination of success, but were on the route of where I wanted to head, stepping stones to get me closer. Like, think of this whole idea as a bus route. If your definition of success doesn't have a bus stop at it, you're not going to just walk the entire way and forge your own path, though you could. You'll likely find the stop getting you as close to your destination as you can, and then you'll figure out the rest. While you can't make your decision just off of your version of success or just off of the time it'll take or just off of the potential income, together, these three prongs can work to show how viable and worthwhile an idea is for you to pursue. And hey, if it passes all of your considerations and it still doesn't work out, at least you've made a decision that protects who you are, what you do, and how you want to show up in the world. In my opinion, no opportunity is lost. It's just a chance to learn. And ultimately, isn't that what we're all here for anyways? I am so excited to pass off these three pillars to you as you start to make important decisions in regards to your future. 
I know this year has felt uncertain and shaky at times, but when you hold up these three things as the ruler that you use to guide you in your decision-making, it can help you move through life in alignment with the direction you want to go, with the way that you want to spend your days, and hopefully with a bank account that will support your personal idea of success. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Until next time, keep undigging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. 